This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. having this program to listen to, at least not in its live form, and you have been waiting for one segment. A segment where those who have done something laudatory are lauded. The fairest segment in all of radio. Because if you are on the positive side of the leisure, you may just earn... The Other Side of Midnight presents... Commendations. That's right. This is the uh, show where we give a commendation to those that have done something com- commendable. And I must begin with seven-year-old Matthew Sleeman, a New Jersey boy who has been awarded a patent. Can you imagine? I mean, I feel like such a loser. This guy's seven years old. This kid is seven years old, already got a patent. Um, he's been awarded the first of hopefully many patents to his list of accomplishments. So as this youngster from Monroe was recognized by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office for being one of the youngest patent holders in the country. His invention is color-changing building bricks that the fourth grader, he skipped two grades in school, named Aqua Bricks. According to Matthew's website, Aquabricks is a revolutionary technology made by kids for kids, and the Aquabricks can change color before, during, or after assembly. And what makes these Aquabricks so special is special paint that's applied to the brick. It dries white, but it becomes clear when wet, and the clear layer reveals the underneath color or markings. So it's simple, but the possibilities are... As endless as your imagination. So, Matthew Sleeman, I do commend you. I must commend the Chinese scientists who have come up with the world's smallest and tightest knot. K-N-O-O-T. K-N-O-T. With just 54 atoms. This is now a Guinness World Record. And scientists, sure enough, have created the smallest and tightest knot ever recorded. It's a microscopic knot. It looks a little bit like a three-leaf clover if you ever get it under a microscope. The knot structure, which loops around three times with no loose ends, holds a lot of significance in mathematical knot theory. The strength of the molecular knot increases as the ratio of atoms to back crossings decreases. So this is, I think, something that was achieved by accident. But it occurred during experiments with metal acetylides, which are essential for organic chemical reaction. 
So congratulations. And there's some Canadian scientists that were involved in this as well. So congratulations to all of the scientists involved in this. Let me as well give a commendation to Delta Airlines. They have been ranked by the Wall Street Journal as the best U.S. airlines. That's right. Delta Airlines once again claim the crown as the best carrier in the publication's 16th annual airline scorecard. Congratulations, Delta. I have to commend, and, you know, he's excited. I'm sure that he's going to the Super Bowl, but I had this commendation on my list even before this. Travis Kelsey and a group called Kodiak, a company that produces high-protein breakfast products, they've teamed up, Travis Kelsey and Kodiak, to donate 25,000 hot breakfasts to hundreds of of Kansas City children and their families through a local nonprofit called Operation Breakthrough. Uh, I know, you know, maybe some of this is done just for publicity. So what? If you're going to get 25,000 hot breakfasts to kids that wouldn't otherwise have it, who cares? Travis Kelsey and Kodiak, I do commend you. I want to commend um, Suzanne Volpe, a Pennsylvania woman who crochets hundreds of scarves each winter, and then she leaves them around town for people to stay warm. This is great. So for the last decade, Suzanne Volpe has embraced a scarf bombing project that she now calls her passion. She first heard about scarf bombing, which is the act of bombarding a public space with scarves for those in need during the cold winter months back in 2014. She saw a Facebook post about it. One of her friends tagged her and said, hey, look, somebody's doing this, and they were putting scarves on trees. Well, now this 71-year-old retiree who's been crocheting for the last five decades said she was so inspired by the idea that she started making scarves herself and scarf-bombed areas around Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, where she previously lived. There you have it. I want to commend Hunter Moore, a teenager with cerebral palsy, who just won first place in a bodybuilding competition. In a lot of ways, Hunter Moore is just like any other teen athlete. Loves to play sports, made the varsity team, doesn't mind throwing up a few gym selfies on social media. But in Mr. Moore's case, he suffers from dystonic cerebral palsy. This happened from a stroke he suffered as an infant that left him partially paralyzed on his left side. I really can't imagine this. Um, It's difficult enough to become a bodybuilding champion, even if you're perfectly healthy. But to deal with partial paralysis and cerebral palsy and still become a champion bodybuilder, I find this incredibly... Impressive. I mean, just think about it. The guy can't even really use his left arm. And yet, he was still able to generate enough muscle mass on both his right and his left to be symmetrical enough to win this bodybuilding competition. Because, look, that's an important judging criteria, symmetry. So what he'll do is he'll lock his left arm around a bar and pry it away from where it usually sits tucked up into his armpit. So, like that, he can do a squat or a deadlift. By the time he competed in this professional natural bodybuilding association, he was pressing 120 pounds with one arm and deadlifting 405. 
took first place in his category in Dallas, competed again in November in Las Vegas to win first place in the professional class for men's disabled standing. So he's winning disabled competitions and able-bodied competitions. I find this athlete to be a remarkable, not just a remarkable athlete, but a guy, a person who shows a remarkable strength of will and the fact that you can set your mind to do something in spite of all your obstacles and do it. Mr. Moore, I do commend you. I want to commend Dwayne Hingos. Dwayne Hingos has been honored for saving a woman from an alligator-infested pond after a car crashed. Dwayne Hingos heroically jumped into action in October after hearing the crash while outside his company's warehouse. And he's been honored by the city of Auburndale in Florida. And this is just a few months after he rescued this woman from this alligator pond. Tamara Huber Lucas is the woman he saved. She experienced a medical episode that caused her car to veer into the water. And she finally, at this ceremony on Monday, she got to thank Hingos for his heroics at that meeting. So, uh, way to go. Way to go. I love stories like that. I must also commend my now one-year-old nephew, Eric Pecan. Um, He is Carmine's first cousin. He is the child of my sister-in-law, Sharon, and my co-brother-in-law, James. And he's a very cute little boy. In fact, he looks a lot like Carmine. He's got kind of Ross Perot-style ears. But other than that, looks very similar to Carmine. And um, we missed his birthday party on Saturday because both Carmine and my wife were under the weather. And we weren't able to make the trip out there. But I really hated to miss it because not only because it's family that we really haven't seen since Christmas time or in some cases New Year's Eve Eve. But, you know, that's that's a pretty important milestone for a young man. And even though he may not remember it in a year or so, I would have liked to have been there. But happy birthday, Eric Pecan. And may this be your first of many commendations. I want to commend all of this year's Baseball Hall of Fame inductees. Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer, they all reached the necessary 75% of the uh, Baseball Writers Association to make it to the Hall of Fame. I am a little disappointed that Billy Wagner fell just short of making it. I'm a Billy Wagner fan. I always have been. Look, I'm a Mets homer. And uh, Billy Wagner had a couple of decent seasons with the Mets. Obviously, his best years were with Houston. I would have loved to have seen one more Met in the Hall of Fame, just because it's been so rare to have Mets in the Hall of Fames. I mean, at least Mets going in as Mets. Really, it's Tom Seaver and Mike Piazza. There's a lot of other Mets that go in there, but they're much more identified with other teams. But um, they also joined Jim Leland, who was voted in by the Contemporary Baseball Era Committee last month. So a commendation to all of this year's Hall of Fame inductees. And finally, I want to give a commendation to Lance Corporal Harold Jones, a 100-year-old veteran of World War II who has walked hundreds of miles around his garden to raise money for charity every day, rain or shine. Strolling behind his three-wheeled walker, Lance Corporal Harold Jones circles his back garden 30 times every day, no matter the weather, and has been doing so since 2020. 
He was inspired by the worldwide media stories during the early days of the pandemic that hailed the late Captain Tom, who did the same thing and raised a huge amount for hospitals. So Corporal Jones, who's a great-grandfather of six, he started walking circuits around his bungalow during lockdown, just like Captain Tom had done. And he's so far taken his walker a total of 661 miles. Uh, really, really impressive. He's raised uh, a lot of money for uh, charity. And um, as the uh, Captain Tom unfortunately passed away, but he's raised a lot of money for motor neuron disease. And he's tried to raise money he, because he had several friends that passed away due to that. Harold was serving in the British Army from 1942 until 1947. And really was a war hero during World War II, but he's still a hero, even at 100 years old. So that is this week's list of commendations. If you have a comment on anyone I have commended, give me a call. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. All my bags are packed, I'm ready to go I'm standing here outside your door I hate to wake you up to say goodbye But the dawn is breaking, it's early morn Taxi's waiting, he's blowing his horn Already I'm so lonesome, I could cry So Tell me that you'll wait for me Hold me like you'll never let me go This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. This is Leaving on a Jet Plane, another travel birthday bumper music selection from Barry Goldsmith. If you ever want to know what kind of music we're playing on this program, uh, just join our Facebook group. Just go on there and we'll post the songs at the end of the show, especially now that Matt Blaze is back. That's usually his ballywick. You can uh, just go on to Facebook and search Morano Radio Fans and Haters. That's M-O-R-A-N-O Radio Fans and Haters. So uh, we were slated to talk with Sid Rosenberg next hour. He's in Israel, but he just uh, sent me an SMS text message 
that he is at the Wailing Wall. He's due to be at the Wailing Wall next hour, and he's not sure he's going to be able to break away to chat with us. So we may have to hold that conversation until tomorrow. So we'll see. Sid may be here next hour, or he may not be. Uh, but uh, well, you know, we're going to be pretty flexible because you know he's, he is in Israel, and I have to think that uh, he's trying to get a lot in when he's in Israel. All right, eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. I have been chronicling the adventures of the two cats that I'm currently living with, and I'm going to make this. I'll, I'll make the background as brief as possible. We had three cats: Bathsheba, Melchizedek, and Prissy. Two of them died. Melchizedek and Bathsheba died, leaving only Prissy. And Prissy was showing a lot of signs of missing Melchizedek. And she seemed pretty lonely. Corollary to that, my sister-in-law Sarah was taking care of a cat by the name of ex-best friend. My mother-in-law, who my sister-in-law lives with, didn't want the cat there anymore for for a bunch of reasons. Fine. And so Rachel says, all right, we'll take him in. Let's see how it works out. Hopefully it works out and, and she can he can live with us. In our mind, we were hoping that this would alleviate Prissy's loneliness and give Carmine a cat that actually wants to play with him because Prissy has no interest in Carmine or, or most other people. The only human she will allow to touch her or pet her or be around her, really, is my wife. Not even me. So we think that this is the best of both worlds. So maybe two months ago, um, ex-best friend who my wife renames Ed Best Friend, we call him Ed for short, he moves in with us. It has been very difficult these last two months. We have been trying everything. We've been trying CBD oil. We've been trying... F- Plug-in pheromones. We got a collar for Ed. Ed is a delightful cat with people. Gets along with me, gets along with my wife, gets along with Carmine. Really good. Let's me pick him up and move him. As friendly as can be. And it's a beautiful cat. An absolutely beautiful cat. At first, when he first moved in, Prissy was very hostile towards him. She would hiss at him. She would give him a hard time. And we would keep them separated. And we would keep him in my office, door closed, and Prissy gets the ru- to run around the house. Two separate litter boxes, you know, all sorts of separate things. Over the course of the last two or three weeks, Ed has gone from being the victim to the aggressor. Now he goes after her all the time. All the time. And every time, you know, we really want this to work. Because we both like Ed. And every time my wife gives him another chance, he really creates a problem. So he can't be on his own at night because he will find Prissy and they'll fight and he'll wake up Carmine in Carmine's room. And even during the day when he is on his own, he wakes me up a lot. Now, I don't mind. It's fine. I can go right back to sleep. I'm pretty tired. But it's been very trying. So yesterday, my wife said she had had it. Prissy, um, who has already urinated on one of our rugs that we had to throw away because she was so scared of Ed, had uh, she now has urinated on one of our blankets that's in our room. But this was after my wife went on a wild goose chase 
looking for where she had urinated on our bed or somewhere else. I had to move our bed. My wife had to clean everything because she thought it was under the bed. It wasn't under the bed. It was on the blanket. So it was it was it was a very trying day in hunting down this cat urine before finally finding it. So <clears throat> that's where we are. Then as soon as he gets out of the room, we keep him in my office. As soon as he gets out of the room, he immediately goes and finds Prissy and goes after her. And Rachel said, that's it. He is no longer at liberty. He's staying in your office, meaning my office, all the time now. He's captive in there because he goes after her all the time. And until, until, and now her sister, my wife's sister, my sister-in-law Sarah, is coming over on Saturday. I think she was already planning to come over for a, a prearranged social visit. So my wife is going to tell Sarah she's got to take Ed back. So that's where we are. Um, She's giving him chance after chance, but it apparently is the end of the road for Mr. Ed. That's where we are. I feel bad. I wish it would work out. I'm hoping for some sort of miracle in between now and Saturday where Ed gets the message because he is such a good boy. But it's not fair to... Prissy or to Ed to have them completely living in, you know, in this constant state of feud, because I'm telling you, I'll be asleep 830, nine o'clock in the morning and then out of nowhere. That's what it sounds like. I mean, it, it sounds like that regularly. So we will see where it goes. I I feel bad for both of them. And I feel bad for Carmine because he really likes Ed. But look, obviously it was Prissy's house first. We're not going to get rid of Prissy. uh, So that's that's where we are. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Frankie is in Highlands. Hello, Frankie. All right, Frankie, 800-848-9222. Jay is in Cincinnati. Hi, Jay. Hey, great show, Frank. Thank you. Yeah, I, I just have one cat. I tried to do the two-cat thing, and my uh, farm cat from Indiana does not accept other other creatures in the house. It uh, didn't work at all. Well, clearly, Prissy is of that same mentality. It was a constant battle, and uh, my, my cat just thinks he's the top top cat. I guess he is in his world. <laughs> I would say so. No doubt about it. That's it, Jake. All right. Yeah, Thank you. you. Very, very. Uh, I like that. Short and sweet. Fine with me. All right. 800-848-9222. If you want to comment on anything we're talking about, 800-848-9222. Some bad news for those of you who might be concerned about an alien invasion. You know, I'll be honest, this is not one of my biggest concerns. I'm sure there are races of hostile aliens out there, but I just don't see an alien race making the effort to come all the way here from God knows where to enslave us or blow us up. I mean, it, it you know, the, the analogy they use in the movie Contact is that it would be the equivalent of us... Uh, drawing up plans for a giant bazooka 
to blow up an anthill in Africa somewhere, right? I mean, why would we go to all that effort to, to do that, right? So anyway, the U.S., according to a report, is not able to defend itself against an alien invasion. This is according to a recent statement by the U.S. Department of Defense. The statement was based on an analysis of the nation's ability to respond to a threat posed by UAP, formerly UFOs. It must be noted that the Pentagon had formed the Arrow, what they call Arrow, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office back in July of 2022 to handle all UAP affairs. Now the Office of the Inspector General has expressed its doubts over the U.S. ability to fend off the threat of an alien invasion. The recent observation comes in a summary of the classified report evaluation of the Department of Defense's actions regarding unidentified anomalous phenomena first issued in August. So according to the statement by the Office of the Inspector General, and again, this is not shtick, this is not them mocking anybody, this is something they apparently took pretty seriously. The Department of Defense's lack of a comprehensive, coordinated approach to address UAP may pose a threat to military forces and national security. The DOD, Department of Defense Office of Inspector General, found that the Department of Defense does not have a comprehensive, coordinated approach to address UAP. The Inspector General, Robert Storch, said he was making this summary public in order to bring some transparency to the subject, otherwise shrouded in mystery. Well, that's good news, right? He adds, quote, We are releasing this unclassified summary to be as transparent as possible with the American people about our oversight work on this important issue. The Office of the Inspector General also makes 11 recommendations to the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security for issuing a policy to integrate roles, responsibilities, requirements, and coordination procedures regarding UAP into existing intelligence, counterintelligence, and force protection policies and procedures. So it starts out as something that's bad news, right? That we're not prepared for an alien invasion. But maybe if these recommendations are implemented... We will be. All right. That's the glass half full aspect of it, I suppose. The policy is required to be formed in coordinate. And you know what? In all seriousness, and I know some people are going to have some fun with this, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's a fun show. Um, I think this is a healthy development. Maybe this is window dressing because people like me and others are always out there complaining about how little the government tells us. Maybe by, you know, maybe it's shark bait by putting this out there and saying, you look, see, hey, we're being transparent. We're not showing you the bodies at Roswell. We're not showing you the uh, alien craft that we have, but we're telling you about this report, which shows we're unprepared. Maybe that's what this is, is. Maybe this is their way of showing that they're transparent when they're not being. I think they call that the limited hangout. But I think it's a good thing. That they're telling us about this. Not good that we're unprepared. Maybe this is our clarion hall to clarion call to get prepared. 800-848-9222. William is in Manhattan. Hi, William. Uh, yes, good morning, Frank. I morning. just wanted to comment on the UFOs. The ancient Egyptians had communicated with UFOs. They, they totally do exist. But pertaining to the cats, 
my great grandmother used to take care of me, and her cat Nikki used to always pee behind the radiator, and she would tie up some like it would be newspaper and beat the cat because cats are very uh, sensitive towards emotions. So if you keep it around children, they get jealous. If, if they don't really feel they're getting enough attention. That's what I wanted to leave you with. But, well, William, uh, William. Have a but, wonderful but, week, all well, y'all. Well, William, don't, don't hang up yet. Just in this case, though, it, I don't think there's any doubt that Prissy's reaction is emotional because she doesn't like this other cat. She's uh, she's scared of this cat, which is why my wife wants to uh, get rid of him. She never had a problem well, peeing in the well, house before this other cat came around. Well, I'm going to say this to you. I'm at St. John the Baptist Church. I tell my jokes across the street. I'm a stand-up comedian. And every time I feed the birds, um, when people come up to me to talk to me, the birds surround me. Like, I can't even, I don't know if they have ears or where they can understand when a per, what, what vibration they have to want to be around me when I'm holding a conversation. And I find myself, like, talking to the birds, like, telling them, hey, leave me alone. I'm in conversation. But <laughs> animals have a higher sense beyond the five senses. I'll just say that. Yeah, I just wish uh, these two cats could find a way to get along. William, thanks for the call, and thanks for your uh, your two cents on the UAP issue as well. Appreciate it. Thanks, right. Thank you. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Neil is on Staten Island. Hi, Neil. Hey, Frank. I just wanted to tell you how proud I am of the Department of Defense coming out with a uh, uh, 10-point... 11-point. How to deal with aliens and UAPs. They don't have a plan to deal with Iran, but they wasted their time on something about alien invasions and how to deal with that. I thought the aliens were already here, Frank. You got me. Uh, you got me. I mean, certainly the uh, the non-extraterrestrial aliens are already here, coming in at uh, about 2,000 a day, depending on the day. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I hear you, Neil, and trust me, I echo your frustration you know, it has some people will say this is like Nero fiddling while Rome is burning, which is why I wonder if this is window dressing. This is them putting something out there as an excuse for not putting more substantive stuff out there. You know, all the stuff that uh, David Grush talked about in his congressional testimony and in that interview with News Nation, still not out there, not out there at all. And yet they're putting this out there. So maybe this is their way of saying, all right, you know, we're being transparent, even though we're not. Rocco is in Saratoga. Hi, Rocco. Good morning, Frank. Morning. How are you doing this morning? Good? Good? Great. Yeah, good. Matt's back. That's great. Hey, but now don't catch anything, all right? Stay clean. Hey, make sure Tony with that cold, he's good. Yeah, Tony's recovered. Tony's recovered, thankfully. Okay. Okay, good, good. And Elias, stay away. Yeah, he's unmasked now. He's been unmasked like uh, General Flynn by uh, by the security state. Okay, as long as it's safe. Okay. Hey, aliens, Frank, there has to be aliens. We live in a universe of billions and billions and billions of stars, millions and millions of planets out there in that vast universe. 
and you're telling me we're the only planet with living creatures? How is that possible? Well, no, I'm not that telling you that, Rocco. But but I, I don't think even the biggest skeptics among us, I don't think even the biggest skeptics that listen to this make that claim. I think the debate is whether or not extraterrestrials have been to this planet and whether we've observed them or not. What's your view of that? Oh, I think it had to happen. I think, yes, look at us. We're early in development and exploring our universe. Don't you think in other universes, these beings, whoever they may be, are far more advanced, far more advanced and have been here for millions of years prior to us being here and have developed craft that could travel and visit other planets, I think the odds are potentially yes. Yeah. Well, Rocco, I, you know, look, I've explored this with a lot of the people that we've had on um, who have varying views in this subject. I don't know what the truth is, but I do think the the truth is that we really don't have a concrete answer to what all these documented UAP sightings are, right? I mean, we've seen sighting after sighting, including very credible videos and very... And I brought this up with Dr. Paul Sutter, who's a NASA advisor when he was on the program, including videos and photos shot by experienced naval pilots. And the question is not, are there unidentified flying objects or are there UAP? It's what are they? Some people say it's stuff that our own government is working on. Some people say it's stuff that a foreign government has. Some people say there's something otherworldly. If it's otherworldly, what does that mean? Is it from another planet? You know, Tucker Carlson's of the view, um, and I think Bill Burns is of this view, that they're already here. Or is it um, something from another dimension? I have no idea. None. Absolutely none. 800-848-9222. Hannah is in the Boogie Down Bronx. Hi, Hannah. Hi, how you doing, Frank? It's Hannah from the Bronx, the cat lady. Hi, Hannah. It's hi. great to talk to you. Yes. Hi. Okay, I may have a solution for your cat to get along. I was going to get rid of the cat um, who, you know, has a problem. Um, what you could do is this thing, what they call similar to a dog, positive enforcement. Um, I don't know how you introduced them in the beginning. Can you tell me a bit? You know, I don't remember. I think initially we kept them separated in separate yeah. rooms. Um, I but I don't remember how they. Oh, I remember my my brother in law Jared. That was the first and only time that he's visited my house, and um, my wife had planned a very elaborate introduction between the two of them. But Jared decided to just open my office door on his own and let the cat out, and that turned out to be a monumental mistake. Oh, okay. That's very, yeah. See, you know, cats need time to acclimate themselves, you know, with the smell and everything. Well, what's past is past is done is done. Now, going forward, what you could do is you could separate them again. You know what I'm saying? It's never too late. Separate them again in a different room. But the cat that you had the longest, given a lot of, like, rubs, given treats they like, you know what I'm saying? And the other cat, too, but not as much. You know what I'm saying? I know that's kind of crazy. No, 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 no. But my wife is doing that. She's very attentive to Prissy, but Prissy will only come out 
when Ed is in isolation, when Ed is in my office locked away behind the safety of a door, that's the only time Prissy will ever come out from underneath the bed she's hiding under. And when she does come out, my wife does give her a lot of attention, a lot of affection, treats, and all sorts of other things. Yeah, but the thing is, when she does come out, what you need to do is the following. Also, I don't know if you've seen um, this. Uh, it's called um, bovinoids. It's the wait, wait, it's say that word again. That you put it. Say that word. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't recall the name. Um, it starts with S. It's like it's the scent that the mothers from the cats used to have, and they have it, and you put it in the like the plug-in. Uh, pheromones? Yeah, pheromones. Like, pheromones. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, have pheromones. those we have those plugged in yeah. and they're still yeah. they're still at loggerheads. We've got them plugged in. We got a special collar for Ed that my wife put on him Friday. Yeah. And so far the yeah. only difference that I'm seeing with this special collar, yeah. which is supposed to calm him down even more, and it's an anti anxiety thing. The only difference that I'm seeing is that Ed has become an expert in maneuvering out of this collar. Oh, you didn't. You don't have those plugins that you can put in I the room. I have those too. I have both, right? So wow. there are pheromones plugged in, and Ed has a collar, and we're giving them CBD oil. Wow, that's incredible. You know, I have. It's um, incredible. It's not working. Well, that's what's incredible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, I have multiple cats, right? Unfortunately, you know, two of my cats passed away. Yeah, I know. You mentioned um, that. Yeah, remember? Yeah, and then now I have one cat that actually, unfortunately, um. Not doing well. And then I got bitten by a cat um, about two weeks ago so hard I had to go to emergency room. Uh, not from my cat, from outside. But moving forward, I'm sorry to hear that. That sounds crazy. Yeah. Uh, so what? What? So what's going to happen to the cat? Where are you going to take it to the cat? Well, I think my uh, sister-in-law is going to have to take her back to her house until she could find another good home for for her. Unless we could find someone near us that uh, that may want to take the cat in. But yeah, I think my sister-in-law is going to have to take her take him back. Unfortunately, but which is a real shame because uh, I really like the cat. My wife really likes the cat, and so does Carmine. But I'm not going to subject uh, and my wife. More importantly, she makes all the cat-related decisions. Really, most of the decisions about about uh, everything um she's not going to subject prissy to a lifetime of of torture in her own home no because she was there first exactly. and i totally understand that you know i totally respect that yeah right. god bless you frank thanks you, anna you, i appreciate the advice and the guidance thank you 800-848-9222 robin is in maryland robin i'm sorry about the ravens I I know what a shame. Terrible. They had a good year though. Terrible. They yes, had they a good did. Year. Yes, they did. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if you ever saw this, but there's a fellow named Jackson Galaxy. He's really pretty famous. He's in California. Who had a show on My Cat from Hell, and he is a cat guy. And he would go to people's houses if they had a serious situation like yours, and help them figure out and actually solve the problem. So I don't know if um, this is something you could pursue. Maybe uh, Google him and see if there's a way to reach him and ask him uh, what his suggestions might be. Uh, I was even thinking maybe they should be medicated, you know, like prescription-wise. Mm. I don't know if that's a so, good idea uh, or not. Jackson Galaxy is, is his name. Jackson, yes. He's pretty famous. He's kind of interesting looking. He's full yeah, of I see. He's got all these tattoos he's, and everything. I like this. Right, yeah. and he's great. He's great. He's great. He's such a good guy, and he's got such great ideas. 
So I thought that might be an option to just check it out. You know, it's a good idea. Maybe I'll invite him also to be a guest on this show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out oh, to him today that, after the show. Oh, that would be wonderful. Really, really wonderful. That's a great idea. Unfortunately, I can only listen to you between 3 and 5 because I, don't, I get up to go to work. Uh, I deliver newspapers in Annapolis and um, listen to you for those two hours. But I love it. Love well, it. First of all, thank you. I'm glad that you're listening for uh, two hours. I'm even more glad that you're delivering newspapers. Every newspaper delivery person I uh, have a lot of admiration for because there's fewer and fewer people that are getting newspapers. And um, without without you, nobody would be getting newspapers. But, Robin, can't you listen to the parts of the show that you miss on the podcast later? Well, well I haven't done that, but I, but I probably could. I don't have a smartphone. I have a, a, a tablet, but I'm sure I could still do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, just check us out. Just uh, You can go to um, redapplepodcastnetwork.com. You're missing a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff that you're missing in those first two I know. Two it, sounds, it sounds like it. I know. I uh, hear that. Robin, thanks for this guidance, though. Seriously, I'm going to reach out to uh, Jackson Galaxy Jackson. and one, see if he wants to come on the program. And more important, though, see if he wants to come to our house and, um, and take on this mediation between Ed and Prissy. That would be wonderful. I know he has been to to New York before. I've seen that that episode where all over the place. He goes all over the place. It's a great anyway. idea, Robin. Thank you very much. I appreciate you are it. welcome. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Steve is in North Carolina. Steve, what uh, what station are you listening to us on out there? I'm listening to your uh, app on my uh, iPhone. Wonderful. Um, Great. Uh, everybody should do love that. Love your show. Thank I have you. listened to you for years. I'm Brooklyn-born, so, you know, a lot of connection here. Love it, Steve. Uh, look, we, we have to go up 35,000 feet and go brave with these two cats, okay? I'm a physician, so I analyze things. Two things. One... Um, it's all territorial, right? Um, and and uh, obviously both cats are uh, defending their territory. And medication, like your other caller said, may be an option. Uh, the other thing might be um, if this gentleman doesn't work out from California, there must be somebody else. You know, it's like with dogs. Uh, you have trainers that come because they're aggressive when you bring them in, like it's six months or something. We had a dog that was a, uh, a breeder dog and, and uh, just couldn't get it to calm down. I mean, it didn't work out, but we paid to have a, a trainer. And, you know, you just hate to not turn all, you know, stones over before you give up. Ed, Ed sounds like a delightful person. He is. He's a very and, good boy. Yeah, but this is all territorial, and, and, and it's no different than if you brought two children in a, who, who didn't know each other and were arguing about toys, two adults. Uh, give it a little, you know, I don't know about medications for cats. There may be some, to, you know, like a chill pill. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought that's what the pheromones and the CBD oil was going to do, is to chill them out a little bit, but so far well, it hasn't worked. yeah, but two things. CBD has only been used for people, and, and you know, who, who knows what their reaction is, right? Animals are different than people. And the same with pheromones. Um, the reaction you expect may not be what you're seeing when you put the dynamics of two 
cash. It's not that they don't like each other. They're territorial. Right. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, and, I get it. And But but the, Prissy did get along with our previous two cats, uh, Bathsheba and Melchizedek, which is why we thought, well, my wife, uh, and, and just, to, just so you understand, Steve, my wife really is a cat expert. She's had cats her whole lives. She, right. she takes oh, care yeah, of outdoor yeah. cats. She captures cats to get them uh, spayed and neutered. She goes and feeds a cat colony. She's very attuned to the ins and outs of cat behavior. So it's uh, me. I'm well, a total. I'm a total cat amateur. I don't know. I, I don't know about any yeah. anything yeah, related I, to cats. But my wife is. She could almost be a pro. Uh, a pro cat wrangler. So a well, lot of. It's not as if there's cat ignorance. In our house, there's a lot oh, of feline experience. No, 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 no. I, I, I understand, but you know, people may listen and, and may not realize, you know, that Rachel is yeah, yeah, knows yeah. her way around a cat or two. Right, right. Well, you know, sometimes people just don't get along, like a divorce. Yeah, exactly. And or you know, they date each other. It's just the, the mixture. But I just want to tell you, I love listening to you. I get up early in the morning to go to work. And you are one of the bright spots of my life. Thank you. Oh, well, that's awfully nice of you, Steve. You made my day. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Hope you have a great day at work today. You're welcome. Thank you. That's awfully nice. Uh, By the way, what I did was I just shared on Facebook, hopefully you'll be able to see it on uh, my Facebook page, the photos of Ed. So you could see, you know, what a good boy he is. And uh, I have my wife's description of, you know, the issues that, that he's experiencing now. But that's on my Facebook page. Um, just search, uh, f- f- you know, go to Morano Fan on Facebook and you'll see the cat. He's a good boy. A g- good, just good looking, good tempered, uh, very friendly, loves to play. And in fact, I was, I forget what I was doing. I was recording a podcast or something the other day. And uh, he would get right up on my computer and just just want to participate in the conversation. He's very good, but he does not get along with the senior cat of the house. That's the bottom line. We'll continue with your calls in a moment. This is The Other Side of Midnight, 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Uno, dos, one, two, tres, cuatro. Before the top of the hour, this song, uh, Wooly Bully, is a birthday bumper music selection by none other than Original Rick from New Jersey, one of our earliest listeners to this program and a great guy. And take a look right now. He happens to be on the line on the other side of midnight. Hey, Rick, what's going on? Happy birthday. 
Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. And thank you for that bumper song. You're very kind. My pleasure. Uh, one, one last thing about before you give up on, on uh, your cat. My cat had the same problem, Bub. He uh, started becoming really nasty toward all the other cats in my house and urinating on the bed in different places. The vet prescribed him something called gabapentin, G-A-B-A-P-E-N-T-I-N. It's a very uh, mild sort of tranquilizer. It's, it's, it's kind of not a tranquilizer, but it is. They uh, typically prescribe it to cats that have a hard time coming to the vet. Before you give come to the vet, you give him this like an hour before, and he's calm. Especially for groomers, they give it to you, give it to him before we groom him. You might want to try that. It's it, the same exact thing that your cat was doing, he was doing, and now he just loves the other cat. Really? Just, yeah, yeah. He's just 100% better. I didn't have to get rid of him. I, well, I wouldn't have gotten rid of him, but I would have had to hold him in one room like you're doing and all that. So, yeah, it, you just ask your vet about it. It's a very mild tranquilizer. I give it to him in his food twice a day, and he's fine. I will uh, I will try that, Rick. Thank you. I'll suggest that uh, to my wife, and we'll we'll go from there. I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely, and thank you for everything. Yeah, happy birthday. hope all your wishes come true. 800-848-9222. Pamela is also in the state of New Jersey. Hi, Pamela. Uh, hi. Uh, yeah, I've taken in, uh, you know, a lot of cats, and right now I have a situation where I took in a female, um, and for like two years she likes to stay in this one room, and she loves the one male to come in, and even though they're spayed or neutered, they still do the dominance thing. Even males can do it sometimes, but I, I'm seeing it now with my female and the males. They, um, you know, they uh, do a, the sexual movements for cats, but a lot of times that's mental, emotional, but it's also part sexual in that I have another male that goes in there and bullies her, tries to dominate her, but is not very nice about it. And of course, cats, when they have sex, sometimes they sound like they're killing each other. But um, so I have one male who I, I, I have to act like, and he's, uh, they're, they're stray, so they're a little bit like, some of them are a little touchy and still a little feral. So sometimes I have to dominate over them and say, hey, I'm the boss. And I walk in there when he starts a bully her, and I said, you get out of here, I'm the boss. And, you know, I don't hit them or anything, but I kind of have to act like the top cat. So, then, so what do you do? Uh, you just raise your voice and yell at them? Yeah, I, I uh, more of a controlled raising. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and uh, I just, like, wave something around. I don't hit them or anything. Gotcha. And he, he's kind of getting the message. He's looking at me like, oh, okay. Pamela, but, thank um, you. I, I'm, I'm going to have to end it there just because uh, we're uh, we're up against it here. Until next hour. Yeah, your influence counts. Do be sure to use it.